With the holidays around the corner, now's your chance to save time and money at Safeway Stock Up Sale. Plus, earn four times gas reward points on participating items. Look for tags on items like Honey Nut Cheerios. Select varieties are four for eight dollars with your club card. And select varieties of Betty Crocker Cake Mix, Brownie Mix, or Frosting are ten for ten dollars with your club card. Maximum gas reward at participating Sunoco stations is twenty cents per gallon and one dollar per gallon at Safeway stations in a single fill of up to twenty-five gallons. Other restrictions, limitations, and exclusions apply. For complete details, go to Safeway.com. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow us on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Uh, the Pistons beat the Hawks in a preseason game last night, and most encouragingly, Ish Smith looked a little better, a lot better. Uh, than he had in the first couple preseason games. A better ability to get the ball in the basket and then use his speed to to create things and even even help on the glass a little bit, which is not something I'm going to commonly expect from him. Uh, But this was a step in the right direction, and it's encouraging. uh, But it's just one of three preseason games. You can decide for yourself whether there's a trend there, whether he's improving or whether it just happens to be hey, he's going to be good one out of three games, and the good one just happened to be most recent. I think we need to see a little more, and I think there's some of both, but I definitely think we tend in sports just to look at something as a trend when it's not necessarily a trend. Uh, so there, were, But regardless of whether it's a trend or not, the overall picture about Ish Smith is a little sunnier today. Uh, but earlier in the week, Vince Ellis of the Detroit Free Press mentioned three candidates the Pistons were looking at at point guard this summer. It was a real clear need. They couldn't keep going on with just Steve Blake as as the backup for for Reggie Jackson. And so uh, the candidates uh, that Vince Ellis reported, one was Ish Smith, one was Ramon Sessions, and one was DJ Augustine. Now Ish Smith ended up getting a three-year, $18 million contract from the Pistons. Sessions got two years, $12.3 million from the Hornets in the final year. The second season is a team option. And DJ Augustine got a four-year, $29 million contract from the Magic. And so it's not really clear like if Ish Smith was their top choice of these three and that the Pistons just got their top choice. If they were looking at all three sort of on a sliding scale... If Ish Smith was their third choice and the other two said no, it's hard to say. Uh, but we can talk a little bit about who we would have preferred because it matters a lot more. With Reggie Jackson out about 15 to 20 games to start the season, it matters a heck of a lot more who the Pistons signed for their backup point guard. It already mattered. I mean, that's a key position, and they used a decent amount of cap space and especially amount of years on it. And so it's, it was always something worth monitoring and second-guessing and looking into more deeply, but it just matters more now. Uh, Sessions is 30 years old. He's the oldest of the three. Uh, DJ Augustine's 28, but he'll turn 29 next month, and Ish Smith is the youngest at 28. I think Sessions is the best of the three players right now. He's very good at attacking the rim and drawing fouls and finishing at the rim and making things happen as a result. Uh, None of the three are good defenders, although, you know, Ish Smith's activity level 
maybe he has the potential to be the best. The other two, Augustine and Sessions, are a little bit more established as not good defenders. Whereas Smith, at least there is room for something else. The possibilities are a little more open. Uh, but I sort of think Sessions is the best. Uh, and at that price, I think I would prefer him. You know, to, You'd only have him for one year. I think the Pistons are valuing continuity. And, okay, you signed Ish Smith now. You, you get him to develop some chemistry with the team. It's going to pay off a couple years from now. I think there's some logic to that. I do think I would prefer Sessions on that contract. However, I'm not sure the Pistons could have gotten him for that contract. The Hornets have established themselves as a good place for a backup point guard like Sessions. Uh, they just put Jeremy Lin in great position to succeed, and Lin cashed in with a big contract from the Nets. I don't know if, if Sessions expects to get a big contract two years from now at age 32, uh, but maybe there's room for him to make a little more. And, you know, it's just an enjoyable basketball experience being in a place where you're set up to thrive. And I think the, the Hornets have established that they are a good spot. Steve Clifford is a good coach for a backup point guard. Uh, so I don't know whether the Pistons could have gotten Sessions, but if they could have gotten him for that same price, I think I would prefer that to Ish Smith, although that would mean in a year or two going back on the point guard market with either just non-bird rights or early bird rights uh, on, on Sessions or trying to use the mid-level exception or whatever mechanism exists in the new collective bargaining agreement. Uh, or whatever cap space if the Pistons make other moves. And the the uh, trickle-down effect would be maybe the Pistons wouldn't have signed Boban Marjanovic uh, sort of as a preemptive, hey, we think we're losing Aaron Baines and let's get a replacement in now while we have cap space move because they would have needed some of that flexibility for a point guard. So I do think that makes some sense. Uh, DJ Augustine, of course, is a little more familiar to Pistons fans. Uh, he played for Detroit and Stan Van Gundy. Uh, when Stan Van Gundy first came to Detroit, signed DJ Augustine to be the backup point guard. And Augustine played pretty well. Uh, he played well enough that he was an essential piece in the trade for Reggie Jackson. Uh, not that the Thunder thought Augustine would solve all their point guard problems, but they also got Ennis Canner in the trade and know they needed a suitable point guard to replace Jackson, and that's what Augustine appeared to be. Uh, Augustine's a little bit of an enigma because he plays really well when he has steady, fairly big minutes, but when you put him in a limited role, he just can't get into a rhythm, and he struggles. Uh, the Pistons knew how to use him. They, they got good production out of him, and maybe he would have been the best of the three for this specific situation because with Reggie Jackson hurt, the backup point guard's going to get a big role. And so Augustine, you know, in this situation that we've ended up with here in Detroit, like maybe he would have been the best. That said, at four years, $29 million, at his age, you know, in his late 20s, the way his overall quality, I'd want nothing to do with that contract. So I think the Pistons were right to pass on him. If they did pass on him, maybe, maybe they didn't, maybe... Augustine just didn't want to come here. Again, that's not entirely clear. Uh, but you don't know Reggie Jackson's going to get hurt. So if if you don't know that, no, I don't want to pay DJ Augustine $29 million over the next four years uh, to lock in a point guard. So I do think the Pistons did okay sort of splitting the difference with Ish Smith, did allow uh, for the Boban Marjanovic signing, and 
We'll see whether Ish Smith lives up to this contract. We can second guess this all we want. We'll talk about it more, you know, as we see how these players perform. Uh, and and one other player that Vince Ellis did mention was Brandon Jennings. And Ellis basically said there wasn't much interest in Jennings coming back. Jennings signed a one-year, $5 million contract with the Knicks. Uh, if he would have taken that in Detroit, yeah, that seems great. I don't think he would have. I think uh, that was a discount to go play in New York. And on a team where Derrick Rose has a, a rape lawsuit against him, uh, where he has all this injury history, I, you know, I think there's a much clearer path to a bigger role. Where Brandon Jennings, having been here, he knows that there's not much playing time to be had behind Reggie Jackson, at least when Jackson's healthy. Uh, and Jackson seemed, at the time, more likely to be healthy. Uh, so I understand why Jennings didn't have an interest coming back, and I don't think we can second-guess that one in the same way and say, hey, yeah, if we could get Brandon Jennings for one year, $5 million or so, why not do that? Well, I just I doubt that was available. And I'm not even sure Ramon Sessions for – a two-year deal with a team option for just over $6 million a year would have been available. Uh, but we know that they could have gotten Ish Smith for three years, $18 million, because they got him for three years and $18 million. So all the second-guessing is sort of making some suppositions and some guesses. Uh, but we can do that. It's fun. Uh, we'll keep doing that. Uh, also today, the NBA suspended Pistons assistant coach Tim Hardaway three games for pleading no contest to Michigan's super drunk driving law. Uh, The standard suspension for the first drunk driving offense is two games, uh, but it is not unprecedented for it to be three. Uh, Suns forward P.J. Tucker also got three games for violating Arizona's stiffer drunk driving law. Uh, I'm not really sure this is where the NBA should be going with it, you know, because I, I think we have to take a step back and talk about why sports leagues suspend players and coaches, and it's to protect their public image. Fans and media want to support a wholesome league, and so to convey that the league is wholesome, the NBA will suspend players for infractions like this. So that's the goal. That's the that's what it's really about. Uh, I don't remember what Tim Hardaway's blood alcohol content was off the bat, uh, but if a player or coach is pulled over with that same blood alcohol content in a state that does not have a multi-tiered drunk driving system like Michigan, where, hey, if you are over the limit, you're over the limit, the penalty's the same, Is that does that player or coach get three games? Or is it does the league just defer to the state? Deferring to the state makes some sense if you're just trying to say, hey, these are society's values, and as a league, we want to show that we are in line with those values. That, okay, we'll let the lawmakers decide what's legal and what's illegal, and we are going to show our support for that by suspending players. And by showing that support, hopefully fans will you know, come with us and, and support that and support us. And that might make some sense. However, uh, marijuana is legal in some states. You can still get suspended by the NBA for smoking weed in those states. So, yeah, I think there's just a a logical inconsistency here. I am not against penalizing drunk drivers. And I'm not necessarily against the NBA suspending people who are 
caught drunk driving. Uh, but you got to look at why it's happening. And I'm not sure Tim Hardaway deserved three games as opposed to two or in other cases when somebody might get two instead of three. I, you know, the point is not to be consistent. The point is to appease fans and make them think the league is wholesome. Uh, and maybe this will accomplish that. And if so, I guess good job, NBA. Uh, we'll close it off on this note. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can also find me at Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA.